Hi. I'm Emily Riggins. I'm Matt Armando. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. We did it. Should I have done Emily and Matt that time? Long-time listeners are going to know that's the that's backwards. Listen, we can't go back. That took us four tries. Yeah, we don't we don't actually do the in, we don't try the intro more than once anymore. <laughs> we do it once and it's done. That one required four tries. You know what I blame it on though is we're still hungover from our hundredth episode anniversary we, celebration. We had so much champagne. We've been celebrating all week. It Thursday to Thursday parties every day every night we each um had a bottle of champagne oh yeah absolutely a bottle of champagne that's a lot of champagne right it's a lot of champagne it's a lot of bubbles i mean not just i mean every night of the week would be a lot but one bottle that's like already a lot yeah like if you just drank a whole bottle of champagne by yourself that's a lot that's a lot it's like drinking a bottle of wine by yourself which is Mm -hmm. a lot i think i yes I, I hold that to be true. I think a bottle of champagne feels like more, even though it's probably the same amount of alcohol and liquid, it feels like more than a bottle of wine on your own. Like it feels more intense. I think it might be more intense. It's also a little sadder. A bottle of wine, you could just be like, I'm having a glass of wine. I'm having some wine. But champagne is for celebrating. <laughs> you could be celebrating be by, being by yourself. That's true. I won't take that away from anyone who's done it. Who am I to be in charge of their lives? I have a bunch of White Claw in my refrigerator. Uh-huh. And I kind of just want to get rid of it. Uh-huh. So I feel like every night when I get home, I'm like, oh, I could have a White Claw. But I'm like, I don't want a White Claw right now. And that's an outside of the house drink. I so think... really, I need someone to have a house party. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have a Super Bowl party. And I need to bring this White Claw with me. Um, it's all your fault, Matt. I'll try to have another. I'll have a Super Bowl party next year. <laughs> I hope they're not still there. My God. Um, I also have the same problem because I don't really drink at home very much. Um I have so many bottles of wine, so many beers, so many things in my apartment because I don't drink here. I just don't. I drink tea in my apartment, as you know. I'm drinking tea in your apartment right now. I've already had tea in my apartment today, and I'm going to drink some more. Whoa. Did yeah. you have tea before the podcast? Yeah. Wow. I did. Before this podcast, yes, I had tea. But before before the other one? Uh, n- No, I didn't. No. But I have, I've had, this is my, I'm currently on my third cup of tea of the day. Let's put it that way. I had, I had iced coffee this morning. That was delicious. Wow. Emily, Matthew. we've done this a hundred times, but what are the people at home listening to now for this 101st time we're okay. recording? Out of here. Um, Matt, thank you so much for asking. Uh, no problem. Listeners, you're listening to the podcast TBD. Mm-hmm. A sensation sweeping the nation. That rhymes. <laughs> um, sure does. <laughs> uh, this podcast, we drink tea. I'm holding my tea right now. Matt oh, just picked up his tea. I just tea. picked it up. Um, and we're not going to talk about the tea right now, though. We also have topics. This week, we are friends, but we don't have any other friends. Emily and I are our only friends this week. Yes, we are alone. By ourselves alone. Um, for the, yeah, this first, we're, we're breaking up the second hundred of this uh, series without having any guests what a, what a comedy bang bang reference uh well i didn't say hundo i said hundred i was trying to make it my own um but it, i mean every hundred does for some reason like next year when they have another season of football and it's like the 101st season of at the nfl that's going to feel like a whole new beginning when you celebrate centuries decades i don't know it's a big deal okay Stay tuned in three weeks when we have our two year, uh, three, wait, three two year? years, two year. Yeah. yeah. Two. Yeah. Oh God. 
Oh yes, Matt's, two years. Matt's brain is breaking. <laughs> He's falling apart. He's was, a puddle right now. Sparks are flying out of my my brain. Yes, two year anniversary episode. It would be like the third. <laughs> there's the first episode. Oh my god. Then there's the fifty second episode. Then there's the hundred and fourth episode. That's why my brain was freezing on third or second. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it's a there's a. There's a counting problem. It's called like the fence post counting. Oh my god, problem. Emily, you're laughing as if this is a thing that the, our listeners are already aware of, but they won't hear about that till next week. <laughs> I should really look up what this is actually called. But then I'll sound even dumber next week when I've forgotten what it is. Fence post counting. Everyone loves. Um, oh, it's called the fence post problem, or also the off by one error that's what it's called listeners next week you're going to hear me be confused about this again but uh don't worry just come back in time and listen to this episode again <sighs> good listener i feel like you like when we include you on the back the behind the scenes things do i do you really like that i have no idea but i feel like you like knowing the the ongoing the goings-ons listeners i think my brain might be broken i'm sorry <laughs> there's something there are still sparks flying out of Matt's ears. <laughs> Listeners, I want to talk to you individually. Matt, close your ears. They're closed. Okay. Let me know. Email me specifically. I'm not going to give you my email address, though. Email me specifically to say if you think Matt is brain is breaking, but also if you like to know about the goings-on of this podcast, the behind-the-scenes goings-on. But don't email Matt. Only me. I'm not giving you my email address. Just email tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Matt, Matt, hey, Matt, come back. Hello. Hey. Um, I don't know if this is what you were talking about. Get out of here. But you could always put in the subject line, for Emily's eyes only. You and, were listening. And then if you were to do that, it would be like a, a James Bond thing where only Emily would read it. But Okay. And I would abide by those rules as much as I abided by closing my ears, not listening to that whole previous segment, which by the way, listeners, Emily knew I, she, here's, here's another goings on of the podcast. I just faked, I didn't even, there was nothing visual, no visual cue for Emily to think I actually closed my ears. I cut my headphones right on, didn't turn any volumes down. Just so you know, that was all fake. Matt is a time. Let's jump into it. T-talk, 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 T. Talk. We're talking tea today. Is that supposed to be like, when you sing that song, it's, I'm, it's taking me 101 episodes. <laughs> Is this supposed to be like TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> I've never realized that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just didn't. But it took me 100, literally... <laughs> hearing that song 101 times to realize that you are trying to do like tick-tock tick-tock good clock tick-tock uh t-talk i don't know i mean i got the pendulum aspect of it but i just didn't really put it together as tick-tock i'm being real right now too that's not this i'm not making jokes <laughs> emily you brought us a very special oh tea. my god i'm so excited about this tea i bought this tea for us special for the podcast special <laughs> I was walking around the Bryant Park Christmas Market. Here in wonderful New York City. With my dear friend, Keith. Hey, Keith. Yes. And we were just strolling along. And I was like, oh, I want to go to that tea place. And so I went in. 
and I saw these tea balls. Tea balls? A ball made of tea. A ball made of tea? Not a ball full of tea. So not loose leaves at all? No. The leaves are not loose. They're balled up. They're balled up. They're tied together. Strings? Somewhere. There's some strings in there? I feel like there has to be a string somewhere. I think there is. I was trying to help you. (laughs) Strings? And I was like, I have to buy this for the podcast. I gave them $4. I walked away. What a crazy tea. $4 tea? A one-timer? Four-time? One-timer? cups. So it's 50 cents each cup. That's true. That's good math. Wow. Math portion of the podcast. We've been doing a lot of math today. Um, but this tea, not only is it a ball of tea tied together, it's a ball of tea that blooms in the hot water. Wow. The hot water activates it and the leaves start to open. And then the other leaves start to open. And then the other leaves start to open. And the leaves are opening and opening and opening. And all of a sudden, the flowers, there's two flowers, flowers. inside. They sprout out. And then the bottom that was the ball sinks to the bottom and there's a flower there. So it's like a big flower with two little flowers sticking out in a bed of tea grass. One of the flowers is red. The other is white. It's beautiful. It's like a little um, flower garden in a teapot. Exactly. It's a flower garden in a teapot. Uh, I looked up the details about this tea, so I will read them. Okay. It's by a company called tea posy which we're not sure if that's how you pronounce it or not but that's what our best guess is it's called a harmony blooming tea single so it was a single anyway with harmony blooming tea uh specially designed a tea that blossoms into two unexpected flowers harmony blooming tea teas made with jasmine chrysanthemum uh amaranth is that how you say that i don't know i don't know i can't see it Silver needle white tea, scented with fresh jasmine flower. So those two, the two flowers in there, jasmine and chrysanthemum, and maybe araminth is the third flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet and fresh, like the first days of spring. This tea is light and refreshing. The lively tang of amaranth is tempered by the full mellow taste of chrysanthemum, leaving a sweetness on the tongue. And the light aroma of jasmine throughout the mouth. This lovely, youthful tea is a garden in a cup. And I swear I did not read that before I had that opinion about it. Um, a note about brewing harmony. It takes a little longer than, uh, than the others to fully realize its beauty, but it's well worth the wait. Oh, it was. We watched every second of it. <laughs> the harmony tea has a life of its own. As the araminth hesitates... Midway through, I don't know why it says, I, I paused because I was concerned about that word being wrong, but it's the right word. As the amaranth hesitates midway through its bloom to take in its surroundings. No, wait, that's the end of the sentence. I read that like it was the beginning. <laughs> Should I start over? Yes. The harmony tea has a life of its own. Wait, <laughs> as the amaranth hesitates midway through its bloom to take in its surroundings. I'm reading every word of this. It's just a weird sentence. Then the chrysanthemum springs into life and climbs up to the top to join its fair cousin. It did. Triumphant, as though spring had been waiting its arrival. Is this the best kabu you've ever read? This is my favorite thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It was confusing, but still great. Uh, That's the whole thing. Um, Do you feel, I feel youthful drinking this. I feel alive. I feel like a flower that just bloomed. I'm finally blossoming as a person. Well, I've always said you were like a flower who has not blossomed. 
I know. <laughs> Every damn day. Emily. That's how I greet Matt. See, you... your blossom still hasn't bloomed. I <laughs> see. You have not blossomed. You are still a ball of tea. <laughs> Finally packed, Finally but not, packed. not quite blossomed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a white tea with some jasmine in it, which jasmine usually in a green tea. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What do we, what do, do I taste these flavors? I taste something that's not mint, but it's definitely not mint. Mm. But it has like the feeling of mint. It has the mouth feel that they were talking about that description. I feel it in my mouth. Feeling it in your mouth? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking the flowers probably add a tanginess to it. Yeah. Um, it's a white tea otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's refreshing and, and delightful mm-hmm. and light. Um, I like my white teas. I like my flowers. I like teas that bloom. <laughs> I like only teas that bloom. What if you only had blooming teas? Well, honestly, I have some. I have some news for you. Oh yeah, it's the only type of tea we're drinking from now on. Um, get me some blooming teas. We're gonna really have to throw out all the teas we already have, or get new sponsors, or make our own balls. Um, turn all your teas into balls. The Emily Riggins promise. (laughs) uh emily make tea balls again <laughs> keep going mm. i didn't like that one <laughs> yeah a little little uh referencing something we might not be too big a fan of. i'm not a big fan of and i actually hate it when people use it like the strand has like make books great again or like make reading or like stuff like that i actually don't like that yeah i'm sorry that i did it um apology accepted thank you tea's already great Tea is still great and always was great and it will continue to be great forever. Put that in an acronym. <laughs> okay, wait, say that again. Tea is great and tea, has always been uh, great and will continue to be no, great. No, can't do it. Put that in an acronym. Oh, I didn't realize the P-I-A at the end was part P- of it. Uh, P-T-I-A. Put that in. That. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, do we I, taste the jasmine in this tea? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm t- tasting jasmine. Wait, Jasmine's one of my faves. Your, I, can I see the ingredient list? The description. It's just uh, it's just jasmine, chrysanthemum, aramanth, and... We, uh, I just want to see it. And uh, white Do tea. we taste the chrysanthemum? I don't know what chrysanthemum tastes like. Um, I don't know what it tastes like either, but I do know that there is a book called Chrysanthemum by Kevin. I think his name is Hinky. And the, it stars a mouse named Chrysanthemum. In all of his books, star mouses. But not all mice, the same mice. Mice. Nice. Not all the same. Although sometimes well, yeah. there's there's Lily's purple plastic purse, and then there's Julian Julius, baby of the world, which is her little brother, but the main character is Lily. You want to know a fun fact about the word mouses? Mouses. Um, or any time when when people there's certain words that you use that uh, like fish versus fishes. So it's not it's not that fishes is not a word or mouses is not a word. Is that if you were describing mouses, you were describing different kinds of mice. Mm. Uh, so if you have like a white mouse and a brown mouse, you might say you'd call them or uh, I don't know if color is exactly it. But if they're different, like like a house mouse versus like a street mouse, I don't know, whatever. Those would be mouses, mm. not mice. And if you're saying like goldfish and swordfish, those are two kinds of fishes. 
But if you were talking about multiple goldfish, you'd say, look at those fish. Do you know what the plural of tea is? Teas. Let's get back to tea talk. Teas? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was just trying to get back to teas. <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. The tea is already plural because there's multiple leaves of tea. But you can have many teas. That's true. Like I have lots of teas. Yes. Or would I say lots of tea? I have a lot of tea at my well, apartment. I wonder what's appropriate. We should have known this by now. <laughs> Listeners also like that we are wrong <laughs> most of the time. Um, uh, do we taste the araminth? No. I don't know what these flowers taste like. The only flower I know that tastes like is jasmine and now hibiscus because I've had 100 hibiscus teas. Um, do, do we taste the white tea? Do we taste yeah. the white tea? Tastes like jasmine white tea with a little extra something. I guess that's the chrysanthemum. And the araminth. And the araminth. Guys, this was the funnest tea we've ever had. It was fun to look at. Well, do you think this is more fun than the ch- color changing tea? Oh, God. I can't answer that question. I'm going to go out and say that I like the color changing one more. I loved to watch both of them. I like them both, but the color changing appeals to my science, mm. where this appeals to just like, that's cute. It's so fun. It unfurled. It did. It was furled? And then it unfurled. And it unfurled. Hey, uh, Matt. Yeah? Oh. Go ahead. Hey, Matt. I have a question for you. Yes. Is this tea posies? Harmony white tea that is in a ball that blooms like you haven't yet. Is it your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, this tea is good. It's That's not, not, well, I'm not done saying what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, the tea is good. It is a very, I'd, like, when it comes down to it, it's a sort of rudimentary tea. Yeah. It's not um, overly flavored. Um, when I smelled it, I thought it was actually a green tea, but that was probably the jasmine I was smelling, which was mm-hmm. confusing my my nostrils, my olfactory glands. Glands? I think so. Um, olfactory senses, <laughs> no matter what. And uh, I was surprised to find it was white tea. I love white tea. But uh, so there's no, no surprises with this flavor. It just tastes like jasmine and white tea. Therefore, because it's two things I like... It is my cup of tea. Wow. It's it's definitely a uh, step back to reality from some of our crazier teas we've had recently. Back to life. It's back not... to reality. <laughs> Keep going. It's not like, it's not, it doesn't have any real added flavors. It's really just tea with more plants. I mean, I guess those plants aren't tea themselves, but it's nice that they're flavoring. It's not like, there's no like vanilla in it yeah. or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I just realized? What? I didn't put any sugar in my tea. Wow. So is that okay? Yeah, I'm, I think I might put some in the second cup. Second cup? Second cup. More cup? Um, Emily, do you find Tea Posies Harmony Blooming Tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Please answer the question. Matt, thank you so much for asking. Um... This is an interesting question because I really, I can't emphasize enough how fun it was to watch it and furl. Like, this tea could taste like water, which I don't like. And I would love this tea because it's so fun. It unfurled, guys. It was, and it started slowly, but immediately. And then a leaf at a time. 
And then and then the the flower started poking his little head out. Oh, it was so fun. However, however, I don't know if the flavor is my cup of tea. Um, I don't dislike jasmine tea. In fact, I almost made jasmine tea this morning, jasmine green tea for myself. And then I decided I wanted iced coffee more. So I got iced coffee and left the jasmine tea at home. Not made. I'm still going to have it at some point. I'm not wasteful. You just like make teas and then like discard them. <laughs> um, But I don't know. I, I mm. Oh, I'm on the fence. Oh, I'm a fence problem myself. Oh, I, I, it's my cup of tea. I have to say it's my cup of it's tea. It's your cup of tea. Do you know why? Why? It doesn't matter what it tastes like. Mm. You'll sit and watch this any day of the week. <laughs> buy a thousand of these teas. Oh, what if you bought a thousand and threw them in like a swimming pool? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> they all just bloomed. Oh my God. Stop it. Um, I could do that. No chlorine, of course. Okay. Hey, mom, dad, if you're listening, take the chlorine out of our pool. I'm coming home and I'm throwing some tea balls in your pool. I'm coming home. It costs four bucks a piece. <laughs> Although if you buy them from their website, only $2. So it's only $2,000. What do you think the shipping is? Um, that many free. Mm, that's true. In order that big, you got to do free shipping over any order over 75. Does it say that? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm making that up. T Posey, get on us if you want us to sponsor you. <laughs> we'll sell more. We'll sell fake. We'll we'll uh, promote you more if you sponsor us. And maybe I'll buy a thousand of you. P.S. We never follow. Whenever I say sponsor us, we never. That's not like a thing I follow up on, <laughs> or a way that a thing they would ever hear. <laughs> I don't know if the sugar helps it at all. Wow, Emily did put sugar in her second cup. Um, tea talk done or are you still thinking about it no tea talk talk done tea Tea talk talk complete complete. great okay all right so as longtime listeners know but i'll explain this for (laughs) i'll explain this for new listeners people who join us they're like they do 100 now now we're gonna now we're gonna start listening (laughs) um when we don't have a guest what that means is emily and i each separately bring in topics that the other of us does not know about the first of these two topics is our mini topic. It is slightly smaller, not necessarily in in topicness, but the amount of time we're going to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, this particular week on the podcast, it is Emily's turn to have that mini topic. And at this moment, she is going to reveal reveal for the first time to me what this topic is. Emily lay that topic on me okay i'm gonna tell you my topic but i want you to know i don't want you to be alarmed because i don't think it's taking away another topic that we can do in the future okay but we're gonna talk about the only thing in the world that i truly love beyond my family the little baby yoda wow i (sighs) i actually considered the mandalorian to be my topic today it is not though and it's a good thing it's not (laughs) but that's why i feel like you could have that still as a topic after this conversation i could but it would have been funny if i was like (laughs) and here is my big topic the mandalorian that did pass through my head that you might do the mandalorian today Mm -hmm. i want to talk about little baby yoda uh little baby yoda guys is the cutest thing to ever exist in this world it is it perfectly engineered cuteness he is so cute i just he's green cute one he has eyes that are so expressive and 
they just look at Mando with such love. Mm-hmm. He has ears. He has ears that move. His ears are expressive. And he's a baby. He's a baby. He's, he's, a, f- he's 50 he's years a old. He's a 50 year old baby. Uh, minor spoilers for uh, The Mandalorian. That you find that out in literally the first episode. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Actually, you find out that he's 50 before you know what he is. Yeah. You meet him, that's the big deal. Oh, God, he's so cute. Um, but if you've been on the internet for the last two months, you'd know, or six months, I don't know, when this come out? <laughs> if you've been on the internet recently, you know who Baby Yoda is. He's just a little baby. Oh. I, I have to say, my one of the craziest things about Baby Yoda is that they didn't know how cute it was until it came out. Like, until it was a meme. Because the, there's, like, the Funko Pops of all these Mandalorian characters. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, IG-11, the robot. They've got the Mandalorian himself. They've got the girl character whose name I'm forgetting. Um, and they think they have the Carl Weathers character whose who's name in the show. Mando! It's not his, it's not his I name. I know it's not his name, but that's what he says. They've got all these characters as like Funko Pops. At least a few of them. I don't know if Grief I... Grief Karga. I don't that's know. his name. Oh, right. nice. 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 Um, but... When you buy those Funko Pops, the backs of them show like the other figures. And for some reason at launch, they did not think to have a Baby Yoda one. Like they didn't know it would be the cutest goddamn thing ever. Who wants the other characters when like Baby Yoda is the only character from that show you need? Um, My so for on my Christmas list, I put literally put Baby Yoda Funko Pop. Um, And my parents are going to give it to me in March when it comes out. I'm so excited. Yeah. So that's the So they eventually figured out to make one, but they did not plan on it in the beginning, which is nuts. It's insane. It's the only thing about that show anyone wants a toy from. (laughs) Okay. Let's go back to Baby Yoda. It is. We've not left Baby Yoda, but let's go back specifically to Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the thing that amazes me the most about him. Besides that, he's the cutest thing of all time. And he's a 50 year old baby. He's just a baby. Little baby. He's just a little baby. Mm hmm. But he's a puppet. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. And I was doing some research today. Mm-hmm. He, um, so he's a puppet. He's controlled by two people. Um, one operates the eyes and mouth and the other controls the other facial expressions. Wow. There's two people just on his face. That's why he's so cute. Well, he barely moves. Like, yeah. Other than his face. His yeah. head, his head and face move a lot. His body doesn't move like it does move, but not an incredible amount. And his hands move sometimes. But it tends to... Uh, Baby, do the magic hand thing. Oh, I love him. Yeah. <sighs> I, part of, like, okay, so, yeah, are you the puppet? Yes. It is only, like, a little percent CGI. Yes. So, they were unsure if they... Well, they weren't... Or they originally weren't sure which one they were going to use. Um, but they ended up going with animatronics and puppetry. Um, although his accent, this says accentuated what's that word accentuated accentuated he has cgi like when he like walks and stuff and i think you can tell when he walks it's like cgi not just a puppet yeah um i think you can tell but the reason they went with a puppet is because oh god warner herzog called Mm -hmm. them cowards which is the most hilarious thing of all time well because they were going to shoot they were shooting the scene with the puppet and Mm -hmm. then they wanted to shoot it clean Mm -hmm. aka without the puppet so they could add cgi later and he was like you cowards you cowards or whatever and he said like you don't know what you have on your hands or something like which is like honestly what i would have said to john favreau and dave filoni as well like you don't know what you have like (laughs) he also had another point described him as hauntingly beautiful (laughs) yeah it's it is i mean truly um 
I, I think actually the puppet is partially what makes it so cute too. That is why it's so cute. And I, I have a specific reason I believe this. Okay. And I think it's because it, 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 like when you animate something, when you use CGI, everything looks too smooth. Yeah. And I think there's like a slowness to the puppet that adds to the cuteness mm-hmm. of how it moves. I think that's true. And even if this, and even if they are using CGI for some things, that has to be influenced by the puppet to make it not look yeah. uh, incongruous. Incongruous? <laughs> In my research today, they said that when they do do CGI, they try to make it as puppet-like as possible. Right. So they're not just like CGIing him flying. I yeah. don't know. He I can mean, fly. Even when you take... Because <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> even when you take the um, main Star Wars movies... Puppet Yoda is infinitely better than when they start making him out of CGI in the prequel movies. Yeah. It's like, it's just, I don't know. It's the puppet's great. <laughs> He's the He's puppet. so cute. Oh my God. CGI. It's just, come on. Come on. Um. Okay. I want to go. I don't know. if mm, We're going to go top moments of baby Yoda. <laughs> Number one, undoubtedly him drinking soup. Little baby Yoda drinking soup in his coat. His coat that's so big and his color's so big and he's just holding up that cup. He is so... He Yeah, he's got everything going on. Like, the coat is great. It's like... <laughs> the coat is so insane. I love it. He's like... I yeah, would just wear that such coat. Oh, by the way, we should mention that his name is not actually Baby Yoda. He has, no, right. he has no name. They, in the show, they refer to him as The Child. He's known as The Child. The first episode is called The Child. Mm-hmm. And that's like a reference to the westerns that the that the show The Mandalorian is um, heavily. Uh, it's it uh, all those episodes are influenced. They're all yeah, heavily influenced. <laughs> um, and it's like about the loner because he is not, as far as we know, and also we don't really know his gender. I don't think, but they do at one point refer to him as a he. Yeah, they might be guessing as much as I am. I mean, listen, you're not wrong, but. I've seen science, enough science fiction where they go, actually, it's a female or whatever. <laughs> or Actually, it has no gender, something like that. Um, but uh, it is not the spawn, as far as we know, of Yoda. But it could be a clone. Dun, dun, I, dun. I do tend to agree with the clone theory. Although, if it was, was Yoda's baby, then Yoda is a real big old hypocrite. And Darth Vader was right to go astray. <laughs> Turns out a lot more people in Star Wars fucked than we thought. <laughs> Pal, be back. Okay, back to Baby Yoda. Oh my god, he's so cute. Um, so drinking soup in his giant coat. Mm-hmm. The first time the, in the second episode when he's just walking along and he's just looking around and the, the wind is flipping through his hair as as Mando's chasing after the um. And he's like squinting eyes. Yeah. Oh. Um. Um. Whenever he uses his hand to 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 do things. Uh, but specifically the time he um uh he heals grief karga and then immediately collapses oh he's so cute i also like he uses it to lift that giant rhino thing too yeah and also collapses he gets all sweepy oh he's so sleepy oh sleepy baby yoda oh when he eats the frog and then all of the kids in that village shame him those mean kids who shame him and (laughs) he looks so sad they're also his friends they're also his friends oh that that episode I was certain he was like that. I was like, because they, because the whole thing about uh, Baby Yoda is, I was like, not sure if they, if they did know how cute he was, because the internet fame of Baby Yoda didn't really happen until episode like two or three. Like it took a few episodes for like mm-hmm. the viralness of Baby Yoda to get out. And there's an episode where he's going to be left on this one planet, oh, no. and I kind of was like, 
wow, well, like if if no one knows and none of the creators really know what they have, like maybe this is the episode that they like leave Baby Yoda there, which I was like, is sad there would be less Baby Yoda, oh, but so I was also, sad. but I also want what's best for Baby Yoda. <laughs> I also want what's best for Baby Yoda. Another great Baby Yoda moment is in that episode when they're leaving that town and he has a little suitcase he's holding and he's on the wagon and the kids are waving goodbye to him. Hmm. What a little cutie. I love Baby Yoda. So far... The only perfect thing I know in the world is Baby Yoda. My entire life on this planet, I've only known one perfect thing. <laughs> uh, maybe it's maybe it's flowering tea balls and Baby Yoda. <laughs> the oh two my things. God. <sighs> Anyways, I love Baby Yoda. I was I was watching a few episodes of The Mandalorian while I was home for Christmas, and I my dad was watching it with me, even though he does not watch. And I believe I think he thought I was quite insane because I literally the whole time went. But baby Yoda, my little baby. Oh, baby. Oh, no, baby. Little cute baby. He's just a little baby. Um, And I actually would like to speak directly to um, the Mandalorian right now. The show or the character? The character. Mm-hmm. Mando, you're being a bad dad. Okay? Get that baby out of violent situations. Okay? He's trying to. He's trying, but he's failing. Okay? He is protecting it's, it's, the most precious thing in a galaxy far, far away in this universe. Okay. That baby is precious and he lets it get punched in the face. He lets it see violence. That baby is being raised incorrectly. If, if I may. No, you may not. <laughs> um, whether I may or whether I may not, I'm going to interject. He did not let it get punched in the face. He was, he was forced to, have it taken away from him mando's plan and, was dumb okay mando's well, plan was dumb well the issue at hand is really that they have in this new star wars future these tracking fobs so M- mando can't just leave him anywhere he has to keep him with him to protect oh, him my sweet baby. so it is an unfortunate circumstance of this uh galaxy of far far away a long time ago that it is stuck this way um I'm sure, I mean, I don't think Mandalorian even wants to, like, watch after him because he knows it's dangerous, but he's forced to through this bounty system. That's the problem. It's not Mandalorian's problem. Listen, all I'm saying... He didn't sign up to be his dad. (laughs) All I'm saying is that sweet, sweet baby with his expressive eyes and his expressive ears and his, his hopeful, optimistic spirit just wants to eat some frogs. Okay, that's just what he wants. Is seeing so much violence on a day-to-day basis. He has seen people be killed, okay? He is a baby. He is a 50-year-old baby. I do feel bad for him. He's a baby. Emily, he's great. And he deserves to be protected. And down with Adam Pally, who punched him in the face. I love Adam Pally. I take it back. Um, Down with the stormtroopers, though. Um... Okay, so I can be done. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm never done, but all right. Baby Yoda is great and cute, and maybe check out the Mandalorian if you haven't yet. Oh, my sweet baby! I swear, with any, even any, I literally rewatched the whole series after I watched it, knowing everything that happened, and it was still even. It was even greater the second time through. So it's. Let me get this straight. Watch you watched the Mandalorian mm-hmm, the a show. second time mm-hmm. without having finished the second Harry Potter book. That's how you're using your time. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> okay. 
Hey, leave me alone. I'm trying to watch my baby Yoda. My oh, he's so cute. He's a baby. Sweet baby Yoda. Uh, what I actually did is I watched, um, what was there, 10 episodes of that? I watched like the first nine before I watched the 10th one. So I've actually only watched the last episode once, but I've seen all the previous episodes twice. Mm. Uh, it was he's worth it. so cute. He's hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would kill for him. If he ended up in my care. What was that? What was the tweet? It was like, uh, someone was like, no one cares about baby Groot anymore. And someone responded, I would set baby Groot on fire to keep baby Yoda from dying or keep baby Yoda warm. Uh, my version of that, my favorite version of that was, um, this podcast host whom I like a lot, Jason Concepcion tweeted, give me the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not going to murder him for nothing, but if it's to keep baby Yoda warm, then we've got to do we're talking. <laughs> uh okay baby yoda talk done oh never but i just love him so much for the episode my sweet baby okay we can go on he might come back oh he's so cute Ugh. oh i love him okay we can move on let let us do that and not keep dithering <laughs> matt me that it's a topic i've been excited to do for weeks and I've, i'm done with it but now it doesn't matter, except for he will always matter because he's the baby. But we, Matt, we had another Star Wars topic. That's I always accept another Star Wars topic. Matt, yeah. What's your topic today? Okay, so I'm bringing the big topic. As I introduced your topic with <laughs> description, oh, yeah. I'm bringing the big old topic. This is this the is big the, top circus, some might say. This is the hammer. I'm bringing the hammer down. Uh, my topic is something that I told you ahead of time. I was actually a little surprised I had not brought up already. And maybe that's what you thought was the Mandalorian. I'm not sure. No, it just passed through my head that it is something you could have talked about. I could about. have talked about, yeah. Um, no, my topic is from the world of video games. Okay. Another, the, th- the three things I talk about, Star Wars, uh, Legos, and video games. Um, it is uh, the biggest franchise in video games. Mario? Super Mario Brothers. I was going to say the whole thing. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. I wanted to guess it. Um, well, you're right. I just wanted the whole title <laughs> okay. in there. We're uh, talking Super Mario Brothers today. Because I've talked, I've talked about Mega Man on this podcast, yeah. The Legend of Zelda, uh, other ones. The, the, the Star Fox. Star Fox. Oh, my God. Fortnite. Fortnite. So many things. Most of those are Nintendo <laughs> things, except for Fortnite. <laughs> Although you can play Fortnite on your Switch. Uh, but I was like, I've not, we've never tackled the Super Mario Brothers. And I think a lot of those I had as mini topics. Um, cause I talked what I talked about them to miniature levels. Actually, every one of those were mini topics. No, Zelda. Uh, yes, it was. Oh. Cause it was, uh, Nintendo was. That's true. Uh, yes. our very no, first right. guest episode. You're right. The Legend of Zelda. Okay, you're and right. And I'm trying to say this for the listeners. I'm not trying to prove it to you. <laughs> the very first episode with the guest the Legend of Zelda and Nintendo with um, Alex Simmons, which we actually probably talked about Mario on that. So that's maybe why I've held off for it for so long. But we're actually going to dive right into Mario. He's here. He's here. You're looking right at him. Emily's doing some mime. I'm realizing I'm reacting to her miming, but I should be vocalizing things. I would have vocalized more, but I was in the middle of sipping on my tea. Yeah. Uh, let's talk this. The, the biggest franchise. More, I think the most games, I mean... Without actually checking this, got to be the most games. Mario games are the most games sold ever. Okay. Because um, there's so many of them, and they all sell millions and millions of copies. 
the original the original Zelda, the original Mario was at the time the or for a very long time the highest grossing game of all time. Okay, uh, Matt, I want to take us on a journey to your past. Okay, let's do it. I want to take us back to the first time you played Mario. Okay, so the first time I played Mario would have probably been I think in. I think it would have been the third actual instance of Mario existing in the game. I'm not totally sure about that. I might be wrong. But there, um, I'll actually, so I'm going to start with the debut of Mario, which I think is an important thing. So Mario started as like the little character you played as in Donkey Kong. I believe oh, that's I his first that. appearance. Yes. He was called Jumpman at the time. He was not called Mario yet. And Mario appeared in a couple of arcade games. He was in uh, Punch-Out as the referee. And he was in, um, there was a Super Mario Versus game that was in arcades. But the first time I really played, uh, the first time I played as Mario was when my, my parents, at a young age, bought me a Nintendo Entertainment System, the original Nintendo. And it came with Mario. How old were you? I don't remember. Young. Okay. Uh, five or okay. less. Okay. I wanted to place it into how old I was at the time. It came out in... Uh, I believe Mar. I believe that game came. I believe the system came to America in 1985. Uh, however, I was not purchased it when I was zero years old, zero to one. <laughs> uh, as babies are not the best video game players. What? Um, I mean, some games maybe not too bad. Yeah, the original Mario, pretty tough though. And actually, my dad uh, was able to this, the last like video game he really super got into was the original mario and he could beat it i at the time could not beat it because i would had, still had little baby hands little baby <laughs> like baby yoda oh, baby. although baby yoda i bet could beat um, oh, any video game absolutely could uh but i played that original one it is yeah i mean it was the game that like redefined video games mm-hmm. um the first level of it is considered just like an ultimate uh experience and how to like teach someone how to play a game Mm because there's a whole thing where like the first enemy you meet the first like blocks you have to like hit with your head all that stuff like happen in the first like couple of screens of the game and you it just teaches you how to play it i have to avoid the bad guy how do i do it oh i press this button a jump (laughs) jump man um yeah at the time so like most mario games are a kind of game called a platformer Mm mm-hmm is named after the idea that you are jumping from platform to platform that makes sense it tracks uh donkey kong was like you were literally going up from one platform to the next platform to the next platform until you got up to the top and to donkey kong mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that's like the whole mechanic was like you're a guy and he jumps jump man yeah they named him mario they gave him a brother luigi so that you could that's play me mario two player games and the only difference in the original mario game is that there are different color palettes and they swapped red uh red and blue for green and uh or no i guess they're both oh no he's green and white green and white it's luigi mm-hmm. but otherwise the exact same character model mm-hmm. doesn't it's not until the next game that they start designing mario and luigi to be different wow uh so that's my first experience that game is still super hard um to me have you uh, beat it now i have beaten it now but for some reason i i mean it's not like I say super hard, but it's not, I don't know. It's more difficult. Like if you go back to play it, you're like, wow, this game's harder than I remembered it being. Yeah. <laughs> um, all, all older games were harder because they wanted to make the replay value higher. Okay. 
and actually you can play mario on like hard mode after you beat it once you can like play it again and it's even harder because they replace some of the easier villain the easier bad guys with like Mm -hmm. harder versions of them so you didn't beat this version right away how old were you when you beat it um i don't know okay i don't have a lot of answers to like the like okay but older than five um can i tell you a fun fact about me sure Whenever I played this game, which was not very often, I like to play as Luigi, mm-hmm. and I like to get Yoshi. Yoshi was my whole goal. Okay, well now Yoshi. Now we're talking a different game. I know. I'm just letting you know that I my goal. Well, it is a different game. Keep going. So well, no, it's a fine story. Yeah, I, I can I can fast forward a little. I don't. Well, all right. Mario Two in America, different game than in Japan, because in Japan they just basically made a hard, harder version of the original Mario. Mm-hmm. It was thought to be too difficult to bring to American audiences, which is, or, or commonly thought to be just too hard. The other problem is it didn't seem to be much of an improvement. It seemed mm. to be basically the same game. Yeah. Just harder. Like all the levels look the same. Didn't look aesthetically any different. So they brought a game to America called Doki Doki Panic, but they rebranded it as Super Mario Brothers 2, which, which gave us the different sizes and powers and ability to play as mario luigi toad or the princess and they each had different abilities and the game also has a bunch of weird quirky things that are now staples in mario like shy guys and um a lot of like the turn up using a turn up as a weapon and things like that yeah which came from that original game the doki doki panic doki i think it's called that um so it brought like these weirdo characters into mario but it's literally because they were from a completely different franchise so that's where princess came or was princess in the original oh the princess is in the original too yeah um but being able to play as her is new to that game uh because i think in the original game you could choose your character too and it's also where like the princess gained the ability to levitate and or luigi has the ability to jump higher he's a jumps higher than mario in that game Ooh. and so that's the beginning of like the splitting of how the characters play mm-hmm. and h- the height difference because mario is now commonly shorter than luigi but that was not always true oh poor mario it's okay mario is still everyone's favorite <laughs> i should take my. that back people have decided that luigi is their favorite now he's my he's my favorite all right all right all right he's green all right all right all right all right <laughs> um and mario 2 it was weird and i guess i I liked a lot of the imagery of it and a lot of like kind of the lore and the weirdness to it, but mm-hmm. I actually didn't really like the gameplay of it all that much. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It some of it scared me as a kid. There are these like masks that follow you around. Oh, I don't like that. I always thought like, like if you pick up a key, a mask will chase you. And I always like thought that was creepy. And there's like some other creepy creatures in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was never that big into playing it. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't think, I don't think I've ever beaten it um, because it, Sometimes games just like, I'm like, ah, I'm done with this. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> uh, but then there's Mario 3, which is the real game changer. That was like such an amazing game. We also owned that one as a kid. I still own them all. <laughs> uh, that brings a lot of other classic Mario things, but it really like expanded on the universe of it all. It brought Koopa's or Bowser's like children into it, or they're not his children anymore, but they're the Koopa. At the time, they were kind of his children out there been retconned oh that they're just like other koopas whatever <laughs> um 
that's what brought all them in and that was like the music in that game is so cool you fight the all the boss battles are on these like giant pirate ship things there's all these power power ups where you can like turn into a raccoon and fly um you get like a little tail and stuff oh i know this the tanuki suit um i don't know if i played this game but i've done that oh it's great there's like a rocks, a statue suit where you turn in, you can just turn into a statue. There's a little frog suit where you turn into a frog. Um, there's a boot you can jump into where you you start jumping around in this giant boot and then certain things below you don't hurt you anymore. <laughs> um, the theory that's basically, I think has been confirmed now is that the whole game is also a play. It's like all the characters from Mario putting on a play of what it would be like to be in the world. Cause it, it, and it's just like, in a, it's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. The opening credits of it start with like a curtain opening mm-hmm. and a lot of the artwork in it looks like it's hung or screwed to the wall yeah. the way um, a play would be yeah. faked in that regard. And it's kind of just like a cool random thing. And it was like a theory for a really long time. And I do believe it's been officially confirmed that that is what they were going for. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's it's an all-time classic. I mean, you can go back and play that again. And it's like the beginning of them adding worlds. There's like, although, yeah, there's like giant world. And um, there's always been like things with ice, ice, and, ice and clouds and stuff. But this one really hammers it home. How often do you, have you gone back to play it? Well, so I own the original version. And then I also own it as, I have owned an, a Nintendo like mini I don't remember what they called these, but they re-released a couple, a few years back. They released these miniature systems, which I also bought, even though I owned the original games. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted these uh, things maybe as partially as a collector item. Yeah. But I've played them on that, and then I've also gone back, and now on my Nintendo Switch, you can go back and play them too. And I, uh, every so often, I'll like play it for a little bit. I don't always beat the games, but I give it a little time, and I go, oh, this is fun. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> what a fun game. The memories. I also have too many. Sometimes it just, I just played a little to like remember it and I don't, yeah. I don't have to beat the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So we're at. So that's three. Three. Thank you. So there's one, two and three for the original Nintendo. Uh, then there are two Super Mario. It's called Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. And I never played the first one, but I used to play the hell out of the second one. <laughs> Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. Oh, wow, six. And you had to go around and collect the six coins, and they were from these six temples. Uh, and there was one that was, it was such a weird, it was a goofy game. Like, I'd always, I, I'd seen this video recently, but I'd always thought, these games seem so weird. And it turns out it's because they were kind of by different developer, mm. different teams developed these games. And so the Game Boy games were kind of quirky. But I didn't own that many Game Boy games. I owned Tetris, another classic favorite. Great game. Um, I owned a Mega Man game, as mentioned. Um, but I, I really feel like I only ended up owning like six or eight Game Boy games. But I played Game Boy so much. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would go on family vacations and stuff, like pull out the Game Boy, playing it for the two, three hours, whatever, in the backseat of the car. Yeah. And I beat Mario Six Golden Coins like so many times. I've beaten it. I can't, couldn't even tell you how many times I've beaten it. And I have not gone back and played that game, but probably because I've... I mean, I could. It's not that long of a game, but I've beaten it so, so, so many times. Are, uh, this is uh, unrelated to this exact topic, but do Game Boy games tend to be, like, shorter to beat than, like, console games? 
Um, they're probably yeah, yeah. Generally, I'd say yes, although not always. Right. I mean, that that game was pretty long. I guess it still would take you a few hours to beat. All right. Depends on like actually when they came out. Like some of those early Nintendo original Nintendo games are very small and short, mm-hmm. and some of the later Game Boy games are very long and big. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pokemon started as a Game Boy game, and that game is massive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Or you can sink a lot of time into it and all that. Oh, I know I have, and I never get very far. Yeah. Um, but I played that a lot. That is also the debut of Wario as a character, is Mario Land 2. And... Um, I think that's also, I don't know. I don't want to. All right. The game was also very weird because there's a level that's all based on Mario. You go into a giant statue of yourself. Whoa. There's a Halloween land. There's like a space land. It's a very crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the Mario game I sunk the most hours total into if I had to make a random guess mm-hmm. about that. When you're replaying games, are you, is it like rewatching a TV show or are you like trying to like beat a score or are you like paying attention to different things? I don't go for score. I uh, so there are people who do like speed running, mm-hmm. um, and there are people who do high scores and things like that. I don't really play video games ever in that regard. Like speed running is a whole thing um, that it can be kind of fun to watch people do. Like I've watched speed runs. Actually, every time there's a new record for Mario Brothers, the mm-hmm. original one, I will watch. Like they haven't broken the record in a while because it. At, at, they're kind of at the point where it's like impossible yeah or pretty much impossible um but that was a game i would watch like speed runs for yeah <laughs> and it's cool but i that's not my that's not really my deal yeah. it's to me i guess it's like watching a tv show again right. it's kind of just wanting to re-experience okay um go back it, to that world yeah and sometimes it's like I mean, if it's been long enough and I forget a lot, mm-hmm. then it is, it's almost like doing it again. It's like, oh yeah. And then like, and sometimes you remember stuff and sometimes you're like, oh, I don't even remember this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, depends on the game. A lot of the Mario games, I probably wouldn't be very surprised because I have played so many of them so many times yeah. over. Um, but I'm sure some of them I would. We'll get to some of the newer ones, which are Ooh. even bigger. Uh, so then next up, and I might not be completely chronologically doing this right, but uh, Super Mario World, which is the debut of Yoshi <laughs> in a Mario game. Mm-hmm. So Was he Yo- other places before? Uh, there was a Yoshi puzzle game before that or something. There, he's been like, yeah, not right. not much. I, I'm not a complete expert on that. But I do know that he was originally planned to be in one of the original Mario games, but there wasn't enough space on the cartridge to really deal with it or time to implement it Mm. so then comes super mario world which is based more in prehistoric times i don't remember the story of that i don't care (laughs) but there is yoshi in that and there's other dinosaur characters that you sort of meet and i know there was a cartoon at the time that dealt with it where it was like he got sent back in time and yoshi was like a character on that and i actually really like that show even though i'm pretty sure it was very dumb (laughs) Um, and Yoshi also appears in the Mario Brothers movie from the early 90s, which is also a terrible movie, but kind of a good hate watch. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so bad, it's entertaining. Yeah. And that is also, that movie is based on the idea that I think like when the asteroids, when the asteroid hit Earth uh, to make the dinosaurs extinct. Yeah. In this world, I believe this is how it goes. It created a rift 
where the dinosaurs were sent to one dimension and Aww. the animals evolved from apes were in another second dimension. So we're we're just like split timelines. Yeah. So there's a world where all the people in that world evolved from dinosaurs Ooh. and we're in a world where everyone evolved from apes. Whoa. And um the King Koopa character who's played by Dennis Hopper who is otherwise an amazing actor and actually does a good job in this movie, but the movie is obviously crap. And Mario is played by John uh, Bob Hoskins, and Luigi is played by John Lucasamo. And all by all accounts, three good actors just in a mess of a movie. And the whole plot is that Koopa wants to merge the worlds and take over them both. Whoa. And so they enter into like, in order to figure it out, they go into the dinosaur world. Mm-hmm. And that's like where all that goes down. What a bizarre movie. But Yoshi's also in that. Oh, Yoshi. Unspeaking character. And also kind of creepy looking. Not like too realistic, like Jurassic Park oh, style. Oh, yeah, you don't want almost. that. The point is that he's a cute. Yeah. Uh, and actually Super Mario World has baby Yoshi in it. So maybe oh, you'd even baby. be crazy about that. You have to f- in, or- in the original game, you, have to- you get a baby Yoshi that you have to feed a bunch before it turns into... Ooh. Yoshi. Or not not always. So you can't but ride him right there away? Are, wait, I should back up. There okay. are versions where it does hatch into the fully grown one, and there's also ones that hatch as babies and you have to feed them. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I hope that's right. <laughs> no matter what, there are both baby and regular Yoshis. That part is mm-hmm. for sure. Um, That game is also like crazy good. I mean, all of them, it's, it's nuts because like people think a lot about Mario and having like the yeah. fireball power. <laughs> Yeah. And that's like not like most games. He doesn't even have that power. It's like, I mean, he does have that again in Super Mario World, but they always add new power ups. Yeah. The best power up in Super Mario World is the feather that lets him fly. <laughs> Gives him a cape. I think this is the version I've played. Yes. With, with got Yoshi and all that. Yeah. And there's a second one uh, called Yoshi's Island, which I'm going to be honest. I actually have not played that one. I did not realize that was a sequel to the original Mario until like, years later after i'd already moved on from super nintendo yeah um but that seems cool that's a game more centered around yoshi oh Um, so cute there's also baby mario and baby luigi moving on okay we're moving on we're moving on wait can i put my version of the story oh yes yes, since this is the timeline so i my brother played a lot of video games but i never really did but when i was in second grade i had a babysitter beth and she had a Nintendo, and we would sometimes play Mario World, mm-hmm. apparently. Super Mario World. Super Mario World. I'm so sorry. Um, I was not very good at it, but I could beat the one, like the like first three levels. Mm-hmm. And But really, my only goal was to ever get to... Um, Yoshi. Get to Yoshi. Um, and I liked... There was one world where you went down into a tunnel, and mm-hmm. that was really fun. That was Yeah, there's actually more than one world like that, but yeah. I didn't get that far. I'm, gonna, I'm just letting you know. Uh, it actually reminds me, so you asked me earlier about replay value mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's actually quite common to do, for people to be completionist video gamers now, where you have to collect every item and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and games are so huge now that that's why people sink so many hours yeah. into games. I would say Super Mario World was the first game that I really did that with, or knew kind of even knew that about. Maybe some Zelda games too, but honestly, more realistically, this game where some of the levels had multiple exits to them. Mm-hmm. And there were also some secret levels that you could only do if you got to the right exit and all that. Yeah. And if you knew the right trick. And this is also pre-internet. So it was like you really needed to find these things yeah. in the game. There's no way to look them up. Uh, 
well, you could read Nintendo Power Magazine, but... Which you did. uh, Which I did read, but I actually... I love the magazine. I never read it for the guides. Mm. I read it for the other sections. Even the guides were like a huge part of it. But there were so many games I never even bought that I would... I'd actually, I would sometimes I'd look at the pictures because I just was yeah. like, what's this game look like? <laughs> um, but I wasn't... I To explore that whole game, I just had to do it from yeah. experience. And actually, I may not have had Nintendo Power at the time. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> The whole thing was that there were, if you beat the game fully, you found like all 96 exits and your save file in the game would have a little star next to it. Yeah. And that meant you actually completed the game. Yeah. So that was the first time I really felt like doing that. Okay. <laughs> um, so you got that star next to... Oh, yeah. Proud of you. I've done it multiple times. That's wow. another... I've replayed that a lot. It's a very fun game. And not and that one's really easy to pick back up and it's and also has a save feature. Mm-hmm. Which I should add that those original Nintendo games did not have a save feature. So you, you were either beating them in one sitting or you left your system running <laughs> overnight. Or on the newer versions where you, the newer copies that I have, you can actually save it because it's, they've engineered yeah. it so you can. But those original ones did not have save yeah. features. I remember the save feature only because you, like, you get, would get to a certain level and it would save, right? Or am I making that part up? Oh, yeah. On, on Mario World, you could save after ghost houses and castles. But not after regular levels. So yes. Yeah. What you're saying is correct. Yes. Oh, thank God. Um, great. That concludes Super Nintendo. <laughs> Goodbye, Super Nintendo. I should also add, there are games that I'm not going to mention on this. There are so many Mario games. I'm I'm kind of hitting the main line games only. Mm-hmm. And there are so many games. I mean, and there's also like Mario Kart and uh, Super Smash Brothers, which, which I also have talked about on this podcast. And all these other Mario franchise things, yeah. we don't have to, I don't have time to talk about Mario Tennis and Mario Golf and Mario whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I love a lot of these games. Don't have time. Mm-hmm. I already feel like I don't have time for what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> also, those would not be considered, I guess, Super Mario Brothers games. They'd just be Mario uh, side things or whatever. Maybe we'll talk about some of those. Side quests. Another time. When Keep he's going. just like having a good time. <laughs> Leisure time. <laughs> um. So then uh, then we're going to Nintendo 64. Okay. Another leap forward in technology. Wow. Super, uh, or Mar- uh, Super Mario 64 is like just a landmark achievement. So many of these, so many Mario games are this way, but it is the first like 3D platformer of its kind where you can start running in all directions. Whoa. Everything's 3D models with polygons and it's got the joystick for the first time or the the official joystick really. And God, what an amazing game this is. It's It like blew people's minds. It was just like, what is going on? How like, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing game. Uh, that one is another completionist sort of game where the, it, you can beat it, I think with... There are 120 stars total, but I think you can beat it with 70 or 80 of mm-hmm. them. Music is great. The graphics were like mind-blowing for the time. It came yeah. out in 96, I want to say. I was six. It looked... <laughs> I was six. Um, I was 11. It was just a gorgeous, gorgeous game and so much fun to play. You could just... Like up until that point, the games, you're playing them, mm-hmm. you're linearly going through the levels you're jumping when you jump you're yeah. whatever running when you run these games you could just fuck around you'd yeah. be in a level 
And the whole, the gimmick of this one, it was actually, you didn't really, also in the previous, you know, you just beat them. Yeah. You get to the end. You, it's like getting to the end is the, is the entire yeah. quest. This, you'd, you'd plop yourself into a level. By the way, you got into levels by jumping through paintings. Ooh. So then they you, were in a museum. Uh, you're in a castle. Oh, well, that's even you're in, funner. You're in Peach's castle. Oh. Princess Peach. And you're jumping into paintings. And I don't know story. Again, the story is not important for these games. But maybe the, the paintings get cursed or something. I don't even know. But you're jumping into these paintings. They plop you in a land. And each land, I believe, had eight stars to collect. Mm-hmm. But you only collect one star per trip. And once you collect a star, it's like boots you out of the, yeah. the uh, painting. But then you can jump back in and get another one. And depending what star you're going for, the levels also might slightly be tweaked. Yeah. So there's a lot of just exploring within each level. Also trying to find where all the stars are. Like you're like, how do, where are they all? Often they give you a mission to do, but sometimes they're just like, it's under the red pyramid or something like that. And you're like, find the red pyramid. "Ah, Where is it? Um, And there's so many weird oddities to them all that it's just so much more exploring and having fun. Mm -hmm. Those game, that game is amazing. There's also a part where a, a bird can steal your hat. And then when you leave the level, you still don't have your hat. You have to go back and like find your hat the from this guy. bird stole your hat? <laughs> yeah. That's upsetting. He's a little jerk. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just gushing about this game, but it's so good. Listen. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Did you cause you to throw tea in a harbor? Yeah. Okay. I threw tea in the harbor because this game was so good. Wow. I'm trying to tax me for it. Wow. And that was when when Nintendo 64 first came out, there were only a couple of games at the launch, as they say. So it, it led to me playing this game obsessively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only game to play. Um, and also, I, I, never, I didn't own... I feel like people, when they see how many video games I own, think I own a lot. But I feel like at the time, I never owned that many of that one system. Yeah. When you add all my video games to all my systems, then it does get to be a big number. Because yeah. I bought... I own every Nintendo system from the first one to the, the most current one um and a couple of xboxes and a playstation so when you played these games did you play them by yourself or like did you have friends over mario games are generally single player games mm-hmm. some of them have multiplayer i've played through some of them with people my brother my dad my wife as i've gone back and played some of these games mm-hmm. uh we Laura and I played through most of Super Mario World uh, well, at some point, mm-hmm. the uh, Super Nintendo one. I'd say generally, though, I mean, so Nintendo's, uh, the Nintendo 64 one is mm-hmm. strictly single player. There is no multiplayer in that one at all. Mm-hmm. So that one's definitely just sitting down on the on the rug playing it, <laughs> looking up at the TV. Not in a chair? Uh, sometimes, but okay. a lot on the floor. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, which is crazy because the Nintendo 64 could play, had four controller slots. Moving on, because I have to. I'm forcibly moving myself on. He is pushing himself. I am. I'm realizing how long I've been talking already. We, uh, and also I hope I'm not, I hope I don't end up skipping anything that I wanted to talk oh, I'm about. I'm asking questions as we go. But there's, then we get the, I think that's the only, that's the only full Mario game on Nintendo 64. Okay. Jumping on to the GameCube. Ah, shaped like a cube. Shaped like a cube. Mine was clear. It actually launched with a Luigi game. (gasps) Luigi's Mansion. Wow. I've heard of this game. 
which is a game that I never really played because um, I didn't. Oh, well. <laughs> we're not talking about Luigi games. We're talking about Mario games. But at some point, they did release Super Mario Sunshine, mm. which was cool-ish. But I was never a big fan. Oh, wow. It was a little different. It was a little different. I think I, I it's kind of a game I, I kind of want to go back and play now. I there there were many games. So GameCube came out in 2001 and was active through 2005, I want to say. And there were a lot of games on it that I have gone back to as an adult and appreciated much more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was just a weird time in my life where I just didn't get it or I was yeah. like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There were games I loved back then too, yeah. but I very distinctly remember playing and not liking Super Mario Sunshine or Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, wow. which that Legend of Zelda game I've gone back and played as an adult and love now. I don't know why I didn't like it back then. I think wow. the were you ocean- too cool for school? There was some ocean, there was a lot of ocean stuff and I think I was like, this is boring. And now I'm like, I have patience now. <laughs> and it was also, well, yeah, that was a big reason. And yeah, just for some that Mario one, it was the debut of the Flood, F-L-U-D-D. I do not know what that stands for, but it was a water gun backpack. And like, there was a lot of, it seemed tedious to me, I think. There was a lot of like cleaning up oil on the ground oh, or like this, fun. it was like paint or whatever, but yeah. it was just, for some reason, didn't strike me, but I, it might be cool now. <laughs> but it's also, and it also wasn't that different from super mario 64 you were mm-hmm. still running around instead of stars you were catching shine sprites but it was like basically yeah. stars yeah <laughs> and it, it was the word shine in it yeah it wasn't that different of a game to me so it also in, that, in a lot of ways not as important to talk about <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry game bye um then we get to some real good shit okay i'm on the edge of my seat now we're back we're we're going to the next system we're going to the wii I know about the Wii. So the Wii has two Mario games. They're they're actually kind of similar in their own right, although the second one features Yoshi, so that's a big jump up. And these are the Super Mario Galaxy games. Mm-hmm. Now, these are, again, we're back to being very interesting. <laughs> you're, you're in space now. You're introducing the new character, Rosalina. Um, fan theory, it's Luigi and Peach's uh uh, distant relative or like a uh, uh, descendant but you're in space well and the worlds have all this gravity like it's they use gravity mm-hmm. i'm not talking i'm not talking about like gravitas i'm talking gravity is in the literal uh like physical a- apple falling uh, yeah. on the ground from a tree so you're in space and you're all on all these planets and all the worlds are spherical even like the really like you'll just be on an asteroid or something mm-hmm. And you jump around and you're just like, you're being pulled back by gravity. So it's just like visually not something really done before. Mm-hmm. And it's very out there. And yeah, just the, you're, there's a lot of like using the physics, like jumping around objects and then like falling in a specific way. And it's just so cool. And it's bonkers. Just the way you, the way you jump around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like for all these years, you know, we've been doing the, I'm talking about these like platforming games and jumping and you know, from through the Super Nintendo one, it's all the, the 2D jumping around. Yeah. Then Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, 3D worlds, cool. But you're still doing essentially this. Yeah. Those two games I said are very similar. You are still jumping. And a lot of games copy that. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, 
um, other games that I'm forgetting. Ra- Those uh, other ones. Yeah, just a couple of games like that yep. that are very similar. Uh, Sonic games start to be like that yeah. too. But then these Galaxy games come out and they're like this whole new use of physics. All, mm-hmm. all so fun. Again, so cool looking. Like whenever Nintendo would make a new game for its new system, mm-hmm. they made them look so pretty. Like mm-hmm. really trying to like expand what's possible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about that other than it's so fun. It's like hard to describe other than cool physics. Can I ask one quick question? Absolutely. Unrelated to the physics. You said that this Ro- Rosalina person mm-hmm. is the descendant of Peach and Luigi. This is a fan theory. Okay, but but is Peach with Luigi or with Mario? Oh, well, it's supposed to be with Mario. So it's that's why it's like a weird. People are like, uh oh, what happened here? Why do people think that? Uh, I don't know. Go check out the videos online. I okay, don't get fine. That. I honestly can't. I just can't. <laughs> okay, keep going with your story. Um. I don't know. It, it's I, I love those games and they're hard to really talk about. It's like cool. You're in a spaceship. You're It's just like a whole new take on Mario. Revolutionary? Yeah. Did it change other games? Um, I'm not sure if that had the effect as other stuff did. I think too many people would think I'm copying, like specifically okay. copying. It was like almost too specific of a style. Although maybe it's maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there are games that copied it. <laughs> um. Yeah, those games are great. I've yeah, and now we're getting the territory where I don't actually replay these games because they're so long that I'm like yeah. I can't replay this mm-hmm. whole thing. <laughs> but they're amazing games. They're great. If they got re released, I might play them. If like they had like a HD re release, I might play them. Uh, then we get to the Wii U, um, which is also it has some fun Mario games on it. So it has Super Mario Brothers U, which is a side it goes back to the side scrolling roots Mm -hmm. of the original games but with you know way more physics and way more graphics and new moves and new weapons and Mm power-ups and those are very fun they're not like crazy innovative but they're just so fun i have a question about the wii u Mm -hmm. what was the console i always was confused about the wii u so was it it was after after okay. the Wii, what, what, what were the differences? So the Wii, so the Wii U is a commercial failure because I think mostly because the names were too similar. It was a completely new system. I mean, just like there's Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo sixty four, GameCube, Wii. Then there was Wii U. They're completely different. Yeah. But I think people thought because the Wii U had a tablet mm-hmm. that was like a controller. I think a lot of people thought it was just an an accessory yeah or something like that but it was really its own next thing okay and it used the same like remotes the wii remotes yeah um which also just like led to more confusion and that console did not sell well at all (laughs) i did own that i do own it i don't talk about it much it's there somewhere emily's looking at my system i'm certain it's there i don't see it and uh so i think that might be why there wasn't like i think it at some point, they were like, okay, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. But they, um, it was a cool system. I don't know. I People were harsh on it, but it was cool. Uh, that system also had Super Mario 3D World, which was, uh, oh, I should say both Super Mario Brothers U and 3D World were like multiplayer throughout. So you could play it single player or you could play it with friends and like they'd be playing at the same time as you. And 3D World is... 
um, taking that side scrolling concept and bring it back into the 3D world of three dimensional running around. Mm-hmm. They're, they're these. I played these games. They were very fun. Um, I don't have fond. I don't have like the same fond memories of them. Do you think it's because of the game or because you're older? Probably both but also because they just didn't seem like they were cool and it was nice kind of retro ish and they were fun again they were fun it just like they didn't they don't have anything like super memorable memorable Mm -hmm. about them other than the throat the nostalgia of new super mario brothers where it is the side the side scrolling aspect and actually i do think now that i'm saying it the side scrolling like bringing it back to that yeah that ushered in a whole ton of uh games of that nature like all of a sudden that concept of side scrolling was like hip again because <laughs> it had gone way out of fashion. Um, that's where you get games like Cuphead now and um, I've heard you guys talk about that game. Celeste and a bunch of games that I love. Yeah. Um, Most of the games I know of my friends aren't listening to this podcast are from Matt, Alex and Shannon. I was talking about them and they talk about them. So side scrolling made a huge comeback around then, and I think I guess that game kind of did kickstart that. Was like because that just people are like, why would we play side scrolling games? Now we all play three D games, and it like turns out, oh, actually we do still love that style of game. Let's bring it back. Okay. So that I take it back. That did have that thing, and also there were th- at the time, and I know I'm skipping over the three DS games, but there was a three DS game that was also Super Mario, mm-hmm. New Super Mario land or i don't know whatever something like that now i also played that game and it was a lot of fun (laughs) but again i guess even like when it's a throwback i just it's not as influential even though i just said why it was influential (laughs) whatever um and then you asked about my age about being older on it and i i i have to get to now the final part to this wow which i know i'm going over my personal time but we're trying to make it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not upset in any way. Thank you. I got to talk about Baby Yoda. That's true. Uh, the most recent game is Super Mario Odyssey, wow. which I loved. I'm back on love. Wow. Not just fun. Although it, I assume it was fun. It was so much fun. It's You're going around. The new gimmick is that hats turn you into different things. You, if you put your hat on a th- Mario's hat, Cappy as it's called in this game which is his own character cappy comes from a world where everyone is a hat (laughs) and he his girlfriend or whatever gets stolen (gasps) also a hat and cappy comes to you and you um align yourself with cappy to help save princess peach defeat king koopa bowser and rescue um rescue cappy's girlfriend and peach yeah and Throughout it, you are throwing your cap onto different things. And it's sort of this idea that, like, Mario is his hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you throw your hat onto something, you get sucked into it and you become that thing. You can become a Goomba. Okay. And it gets, when you throw your hat on it, it gets a little mustache and it wears your hat and you're running around and you're, you're it. You can be a Hammer Brother. Can you be a plant? You can be a Piranha Plant. Can you be an inanimate object? You can be... There's a bunch of inanimate objects you become. There's like a light bulb that you become. Uh, There's a car I think you become, if I'm not mistaken. There's uh, a few animals that you can just like inhabit. And I was saving the best for last. 
you can turn into a full-size Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty early in the game that you get your first chance to do that, but you get to do it a few times. Oh, my God. And yeah, you turn into like a bunch of different uh, creatures. And it is amazing. And it just introduces tons of new gameplay, like all these different things. There's like one point where you're like a spring creature thing and you can like jump really high. It's just like, it is really such a fleshed out world. It's kind of brings back the Mario 64, Mario Sunshine thing where each level has a ton of things to collect, except these are way bigger. You're visiting these, like one of them is like New Donk City, which Mm -hmm. is supposed to be a Donkey Kong meets New York City thing. And you're in this huge city where there's cabs and skyscrapers Mm -hmm. and you're climbing up to the top of these huge buildings and finding all the uh i guess they're moons in this game and you're mm-hmm. finding all of them and there's so many and it's so much exploring there's so many easter eggs and insane amount of nostalgia in this game mm-hmm. but even without even if you don't know this nostalgia the, the levels are so amazing i mean there's a whole dinosaur level yeah. and they're just these massive massive worlds and i mean the game so the the year the switch came out it released with Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. And both of these games were like, which it was literally like, which of these two games is going to win game of the year? Yeah. It was, which ult- one won? it was ultimately Breath of the Wild, which I have to agree in the grand scheme of things is a better game, but they were both just these incredible masterpieces of mm-hmm. games. Um, um, so you said that they're like fully fleshed out worlds. Mm-hmm. How long, I don't, how long was this game in development for? I mean, years, 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 I imagine. I don't, I don't really know, but it had to be so long. I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of artwork and design and stuff and all the worlds are completely different. I mean, there's like a sort of a Mexico city vibe mm-hmm. one or yeah, something like that. Aztec maybe. And New York city dinosaur, uh, rainforest. They, they're so different and all of them with their so much personality and their their Mm -hmm. own stuff and that's also a completionist game where there's like hundreds of things you can actually collect but you only need so many to beat the game i've i've not beaten i've not collected everything in the game wow um because i actually am a i'm beyond i don't i'm not a completionist anymore (laughs) i've gotten tired of that um, nonsense i've realized that's a thing I don't have time for anymore. I mean, if people want to do it, power to them, but... Uh, it's a lot of time. I don't do it in any game anymore. How long did it take you to beat just, like, regular? Like, first time through? Well, I was playing it really hard for months. And I took a really long break, for because which is just a thing I do sometimes. And then I was like, oh, I forgot I love this game. And then I played it all again. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole level about cooking. Oh, my God. Oh, the cooking. cooking level is so crazy. You're, like, swimming around in different uh, pots and... They're like climbing on different uh, confectionaries and things like that. It's very weird. You can turn yourself into a fork in that game. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Forky. Yes, you're forky, basically. Oh, Before well. forky was a thing. Wow. Well. Without the existential, existential crisis. Oh, thank God. Um, I'm trash. People were talking about Mario Odyssey being great. And I can imagine some people being like, is it really? Well, I can assure you it is. What a game. <laughs> Matt, is Mario Odyssey great? It's amazing. Wow. If you never played it, it's great. And even if you have played it, it's probably still great. And I'll say this, like, so when it comes to Legend of Zelda versus Mario, I, I mean, I'll be honest, Legend of Zelda is more my game because there's so much more lore and history and world built out worlds to mm-hmm. it. And things like the music and graphics seem to generally be more of better quality. Although that tends to also be because 
Mario games come out at launch and Zelda games usually come out later. Yeah. Although on the Switch, that was reversed. Uh, they switched it. Whoa. Is that why they call it the Switch? Yeah. I know. It's that's funny. why it is. Is it because it switches from a to-go thing to yeah. a home thing? I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm, yes. I'm so smart. Um, and then, uh, but, um, so like I get invested in Zelda. Like I will like tear up to a good Zelda thing where like Mario never really wants to emotionally invest in you that hard. Yeah. They're just so much fun. Mm-hmm. So all in all, Mario games, very fun. I think I've beaten almost all the ones I've mentioned. <laughs> Sans, just a couple of them. Mario 2 comes to mind. Uh, Mario Sunshine. Maybe I'll have to beat that now. Do it. I have a question for you. Yes. I'm me. You're you. If I had... Which which game would you recommend me to, to play first? Well, I'd say you just jump into uh, Mario Odyssey. Okay. I don't need to go back? No, because... So that's like... Well, I don't think you have to do that with Zelda either, but with Mario even more than Zelda like there's not an ongoing plot mm-hmm. it's very repetitive Zelda or Zelda Princess Peach gets kidnapped by Bowser go save her God she got to have better security Although you players are in Mario too and a couple of the, you play as her in a you or she's not always captured but generally yes yeah. but it's like just that and they're just give you they just give you different play mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. like that whereas Zelda games actually have like a story and things like mm-hmm. that um, but I also say you could start right with Breath of the Wild too, because you don't need to know the story to play it. Okay. Part of Nintendo's MO is to appeal to children who have maybe not played previous editions. Who weren't alive during those previous editions? Yeah. Although Breath of the Wild has a ton of and and Mario Odyssey have a ton of references that if you had played previous games you'd go like, Oh that thing. Oh that thing. <laughs> but it doesn't like decrease the value of the playthrough. Okay. To not know the stuff. Uh man, we live in New Donk City. We live in Donklin. There are a lot of taxis. Donklin, like Brooklyn. I, I got it. You live in Donkwick, Bushwick. Keep going, please keep going. Bush Kong, that's a better one. That is better, honestly. That's All better. Right. Good job, working shop. That one. I working shop workshopping. I know I had the big topic, and I know I talked a lot. Although I'm glad you interjected with questions. Thank you very much. No problem. I tried. Do you have any more questions? I went over my time. Um, I don't know. You so if you have the choice, do you play as Mario or Luigi? Um, Mario. Okay. Um You don't often have the choice though. <laughs> but when you do have the choice. Here's, um, here's a, uh, there's also a thing like in a lot of them Luigi plays different than Mario. Mario tends to be like the like he jumps the average height and like he jumps the average amount. He like the other characters, if you play as them, tend to have like slightly different moves. So if you want to play as just the standard settings, you mm. want to play as Mario. Mm. That's how I feel a lot. I'm like, I don't want the extra jump right now. Mm. Um. Okay. Green is my favorite color, though. That's a lyric from a song. Okay. I can't. I can't. I can't focus on that right now. No, we. I can't. But I was going to ask a question: How much plumbing is involved in any of these? Because Mario is a plumber. He is a plumber. Usually, very little Ugh, to he's none. Bad at his job. A lot of it's going through pipes. I knew about the pipes. I mean, I think that might be the story: is that he like fell through a pipe into a world that was whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, again, not heavy on the story, nor do I care to invest in figuring that out. I just don't care. I will watch tons of theory videos about Zelda stuff. I can't be bothered with Mario. 
except for finding out for us, Alina is the descendant. I'm still of, intrigued by this, and I know you're not going to get into it. I can't. I can't. Why, there's a whole video. I think it's on the Game Theorists, which is a great How YouTube long channel. Is it? Mm, probably 15 minutes. How much effort do I need to put into listening to it? Uh, Can I like play on my phone? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's it's a YouTube video, so there's there's visual, but you can probably not you don't have to they're funny videos they're good they're guy this guy's matt pat his name is matt, matt but he goes by matt pat online he does cool theory videos he has a lot of nintendo ones and stuff he's got a, his he's a it's a really big youtube channel i'm not i'm probably not i'm sure i'm introducing some people to it but it, it's not like i'm the only one who have heard of it he's got like millions of followers <laughs> okay maybe i'll look up this rosalina thing yeah there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a handful of mario stuff in there but it's not as interesting as some mm-hmm. other stuff. Again, not the deepest plot. <laughs> I don't think I have any more questions. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you for letting me talk about Baby Yoda. I hope some people learned some things if they did. I learned a lot of things. If they didn't already know it. Sometimes I get weird when I'm preaching, but I realized I was like, I have to get through so many Mario games. And I knew I had to talk about all like at least all the big ones. Um anyways, go out buy Mario Odyssey. Get a switch. It's wonderful. And you you mm-hmm. go play that game that you didn't finish mm. mario sunshine yeah i have it go do it in my apartment go do it right now okay. right now all right well Matt, be- stand up and get it okay but before i do that i want to tell our <laughs> listeners at home to follow us on facebook instagram twitter make sure that if you're not subscribed already that you subscribe, are subscribing please. Please. please i love it that that day one download count was so important to me i live and die <laughs> that is what really what makes matt bloom I, if that if that went up one two three four hundred people, I would be so happy. <laughs> and if you love this podcast, tell a friend about it. Hey, tell all of your friends. I don't plug this enough because I feel this aspect of it. Tell your friends. We don't have any advertising. The only way people find out about this podcast is if you share it with people. So please do that. But thank you for listening, no matter what. And thank you out there for indulging me in my Mario Brothers thing. Thank you for listening. Matt, thank you for the topic. Thank you for uh, breaking off this new 100 with me yeah. as a co-host. 100 number two. Thank you for being here, Emily, thank for the second 100. A lot of, a lot thank of thanking today. Thank you for letting me in your home. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. That was the old outro. There we go. Yeah. We didn't have to repeat it so many times. <laughs>